0: It's uh, the GGR Pirate Radio back again to uh, infect your earbuds with some awesome knowledge here. Uh, I'm Steve Monick. I write on the Great Geek Refuge under the name Pete Rogers. Um, if you want to go check out our articles, go to greatgeekrefuge.squarespace.com. Uh, today, instead of our normal Three Amigos kind of style, we're doing a dynamic duo. It's myself and Mr. Mike Lunsford, our uh, editor-in-chief in GGR. hello. Hello. And so today, um, we kind of hinted at it. We talked about it a little bit in a previous podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be hitting on some fan theories on some really popular movies, some stuff that you've seen, big box office movies. But after seeing it and seeing the story that was laid out, uh, there's some really cool things that you look at with the little hidden scenes and little things that you can connect to other movies, some really cool stuff that we want to dive into.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, in pirate radio fashion... um, give you a little bit of background on what happened with us today. We're getting ready to record here. <laughs> and uh, Vic Vic has to work. Vic works in the same corporate environment that I work in. Um, so he's got to work today. He's letting us uh, borrow some of his equipment so that we can record today. Um, but Vic was sleeping, uh, forgot that <laughs> I was supposed to come by and pick up his microphone. So we didn't have a microphone. So we went out and we tried to find one and just everything went wrong. The reason uh. I say pirate radio is because we were actually recording in an apartment that I still rent for another couple of days while I live in another place. So it's like completely abandoned and it's like we're sneaking around like we got to record here because the man's trying to keep us down. Yeah, we've recorded
0: in three different places, different equipment, everything like that, but we got to make sure we get our word out to the people. That's what we're going to do every time.
1: (laughs) The man can't hold us down anymore.
0: Not going (laughs) to happen. So we're going to start off with um, kind of a little disclaimer about fan theories in general. If you go online, you can pretty much find any movie and the fan theory is, oh, well, that second character was just uh, a figment of the main character's imagination. They weren't really there the whole time. Ever since Fight Club came out, it's really easy to go back and look and be like, was that in their head the whole time? Um, We could make this a 14-hour podcast (laughs) uh, if we went through all of those. So we kind of picked out our favorite one, a really popular one, and a great movie from the 80s, Ferris Bueller. So, Mike, take us through that one. Um, Tell us a little bit about... Something about Cameron with this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, first off, Ferris Bueller,
1: in my opinion, is one of those movies that you can pop on at any point and watch it. Even if it just is on cable, you can watch it at any point, pick it up. It's amazing. It's a a fantastic movie. It's hilarious. And it has that great 80s feel because it's got the music. It's got that like kind of like almost unbelievable aspect to it. But the the belief is, is that Ferris Bueller doesn't exist. And it's that Cameron all making this up in his head. And Ferris Bueller is a character that Cameron created. And the reason why... First off, you see that in the beginning, Cameron was going to miss school anyways because he was sick, is what he said. He, he said he wasn't feeling well, he wasn't going to go to school, and Ferris was trying to get him up to do stuff. Well, nobody really seemed to care that Cameron was sick. Right. Like, there wasn't any concern or anything like that. But everybody was like, oh, Ferris Bueller's sick? Oh my gosh, he's dying. Let's paint painted on the uh, water tower. <laughs> yeah, no one's
0: painting save Cameron on exactly. the water tower. <laughs>
1: exactly, and that's Cameron's manifestation of... I wish people would feel bad for me because of this awful situation that I'm in because I'm so depressed and I have all these problems at home that I just want to be left alone and I'm, and I'm sick and nobody feels bad for me. But I've got this alter ego, this Ferris Bueller guy, this guy that can do no do no wrong, this guy that dates this amazingly hot chick. I mean because Sloan, like come on. Seriously, yeah. like hottest chick in the 80s I, easily like maybe her and Phoebe Cates like side by side
0: for me it's a little bit of Elizabeth Shue but oh, we can babys- we, yeah uh, we, we can Adventure the
1: baby or Adventures in Babysitting
0: oh yeah again that could be another 15 yeah. hour podcast yeah. just making that debate yeah, for, exactly, for a while yeah, absolutely um, yeah but yeah I mean so and, and Ferris uh, Cameron is the narrator like Fight Club yeah Ferris is his Tyler Durden exactly Probably a little less violent, I would say. Not, not as yeah. much yeah. hits to the face in, in Ferris Bueller's yeah, stuff, and I you guess. Yeah, I
1: don't really see Cameron doing you know any monologues about being you know Cameron's bile duct yeah. or anything
0: <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, and they don't make soap out of fat people either. So no. Um, well, except for the deleted scenes, but we're not going to get into yeah, the non-canon other, <laughs> stuff. That's a
1: whole other whole other kettle of fish there. Yeah,
0: um, and so and in, in one of the cooler things too is I mean you, the scenes where they are actually out having fun like yeah. in the middle of the movie where they go to the museum and, yeah. and um, you know Ferris is, mm-hmm. is convincing him to take his dad's car and, and all the things that they're doing that they're not supposed to that's where Cameron's like letting loose and he's letting yeah. the quote unquote Ferris Side of him take over yeah. the things he wish he could do every day when he's at school living yeah. his mundane, yeah. boring life. Yeah.
1: And you know, since we're, we're talking about that one, let's tie this in. Uh, this one's not a movie, this one's a TV show. But I mean, if you guys are about the same age as me and Steve, um, you guys definitely watch Saved by the Bell. I love this theory so much. There's two different theories. We're gonna start off with the one, the mainstream one that a lot of people know about, but there's a secondary one that is a little wild. So much better. It's so much better than that one. Uh, The first one is it's the same basic principles that you have a guy who's kind of downtrodden and beaten down, and kind of imagines his own um, extraordinary life. own Like if you've ever read. They they just recently did a movie, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah, yeah, was actually those
0: daydreams that are extremely vivid.
1: That was actually originally a Thurber short story. Okay. And it was all about a guy who just just daydreams. So really, all of these have this basis in that classic literature right there. But Saved by the Bell, the original Saved by the Bell was originally called Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Yes, yes. Okay. And we see Zach Morris. Zach Morris is there, Screech is there, Mr. Belding's there. But Zach is not the same character that we're all familiar with. Zach was kind of... He was a schemer and a plotter, but he didn't really get away with everything because Miss
0: Bliss kind of always was, like, keeping him down. I mean, like, oh, Zach, you rapscally and Yeah, you. it was a little more realistic. If a kid really tried to come up with these harebrained schemes, yeah. a teacher would easily be able to see, like, no, I yeah. see what you're doing, knock it off. Um, And she was always kind of shutting him down
1: Yeah, and with that too um, His friends too, he had that friend Max um, I cannot remember the girl's name but uh, I want to say her name was Stacy But they were friends too And they all kind of kept Zach from from going off On his little crazy little harebrained schemes Um, The only person that wasn't like that was Screech So when you shift from Good Morning Miss Bliss To Saved by the Bell You go from Indiana to California Now all of a sudden Zach Morris is untouchable Zach Morris is the, the king of the school. Exactly. He's loved by all. Women want to be with him, men want to be him. And sometimes men want to be with him, A.C. Slater. No, I'm just <laughs> that's a who? <whew>. Yeah. We're going to talk about some fan fiction that we don't want to get into. Good <laughs> Lord. Um, but on that vein, Screech is the only one that remains. And the reason why is because all of this, all of this California adventure, this is all in Zach Morris's head. Because he was tired of being always like shut down, his Caribbean schemes always being defeated. So he came up with this alter ego. I'm going to go to California cuz
0: California is the place of dreams. So this whole know? time he's still living in Indiana. Exactly. He never actually made the move. No, never moved. And this is just what he in between classes is daydreaming wishing was the case. Exactly. Exactly. And and the things that support this Um, you no
1: longer see Max there, who was always keeping him down. You no longer see the other girl again, Stacy, I think her name was, keeping him down. Miss Bliss, the titular character, not you know the lady who's really knocking him down. Yeah, all of them are gone. Mr. Belding's still there. We'll touch on that in just a minute. (laughs) That's the other theory. That's a little crazy. (laughs) Exactly. But Screech is still there because Screech was like a Zach Morris, like like. Fanboy, yeah, he's yeah. a fanboy. He was just like, I love Zach Morris. Everything that Zach Morris does is great. But then also, too, to support that this is all in Zach's head, the song at the beginning, "Saved by the Bell," talking about how you wake up in the morning, you don't want to get out of bed, but then the the bell brings you back to reality. That sort of thing is saying that all of this is made up. But it's a
0: dream, too, and the bell in Indiana is yeah. keeping him grounded a little bit. Sometimes. Exactly. Every girl that Zach Morris
1: dated with the exception of two, which is Kelly Kapowski and then Tori, who shows up later, pretty much are gone. Like, he dates them once (laughs) and they just disappear. Again, in a teenage boy's head, you would do that sort of thing. You would be like, oh, this girl's hot. I saw her for a second. I'm going to imagine this fanciful day
0: with her. And then gone. Never brought up ever, ever again. She was in his English class while he was daydreaming there. But the next time he was in math and she's not in that class, so she doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. But then you see Kelly Kapowski stay around because Zach Morris was... Hopelessly in love with Kelly
1: Kapowski. And then something happens. He, she just disappears for an entire season, and Tori shows up. So it's the same basic thing. He's in love with Kelly Kapowski, but then the new girl Tori shows up to his English class. Yeah. So Indiana Zach Morris is like, ooh, this new girl Tori's kind of cute. So he invents a whole new year of, I'm going to spend time with
0: Tori, I'm going to date Tori, I'm going to be in love with her. That was my take on it, was that... Yeah. Um, like Tori was in Indiana and yeah. in the where he actually is. She was a new girl. She moved into the school district, and that was enough to take Zach's mind off of Kelly for a little while. And you yeah. get that season with Tori, and Absolutely. then maybe he she moves again, or he yeah. meets her and she's not what he thought he was. Yeah. Goes back to to lusting after Kelly. Exactly, and that and that makes that makes perfect sense. It's. Again, it's a stretch because it was just a, it was a crappy Saturday morning TV show for te- you know kids and tweens to watch. But <laughs> This conversation has taken more time and thought into the story structure than I think the actual writers of the exactly. show at the time.
1: They were like, hey, let's have them date some other girl. Yeah. Hey, okay, all
0: right, sounds good to me. <laughs> My niece is in town and she's looking for something to do this weekend. Does she, she want to date Zach this episode? Exactly,
1: or like Leah Remini. Leah Remini was yeah. in the,
0: the summertime episode. <laughs> the, where they went to Hawaii or whatever. Oh, no, they
1: were working at like the Malibu Sands Beach Resort or something like yeah, that. it she, was the
0: summer special one. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, I mean, she was around for like four four or five <laughs> episodes. I mean, so she made, you know, she must have made an impression on Indiana Zack at some point, too. But here's the even better theory. The even better theory than that one was that Zack actually did move to California. But the weird thing is, is you saw Screech move to California, too. But that's plausible, maybe, supposedly. But then more importantly, Mr. Belding comes to California, too. <laughs> Why would a principal follow a kid to California, and then be the principal at his school, unless
0: he was secretly obsessed and in love with Zach Morris. Strategically making this move because he's got a weird obsession with him. Exactly. So why do all of these girls that Zach dates just
1: disappear and are never seen of ever again or never heard of ever again? <laughs> because Mr. Belding is jealous of these girls... Killing Jackson exactly, <laughs> and he's killing them,
0: and oh my butchering god, butchering
1: them, or hiding their bodies somewhere. Who knows what he's doing? Maybe there's a hole in his basement somewhere. It's like a
0: Dahmer-esque Ex- setup where he has oh. them in like the floorboards or whatever. Hello, you
1: don't know me, but I know you. I want to play a game. Please, Mister, let go of me. Oh, Put the lotion
0: in the basket. Like that's and, creepy, and then. I mean obviously it's fiction and everything, but yeah. you gotta think the police would catch on to it. There's a rash of disappearances. Yeah of girls from this one school. Yeah. Why is nobody looking into this? <laughs> because they were won over by Zach Morris's charms too. You know? I guess so. And
1: because he has magical powers, because he can look at the camera, he can break the fourth wall, he can do that magical timeout thing. So whenever they're like, Zach Morris, we're on to you, you date these girls, they <laughs> just disappear. Timeout. Time out. All of a sudden he puts the uh, onus on, I don't know, A.C. Slater.
0: All of a <laughs> yeah. sudden... His rival. Exactly, yeah. So Slater's not looking so good nowadays. And so. the timeout um, and breaking the fourth wall well, for me, that leads Credence back to the original, the original one yeah. where it's all a fiction in his mind, his daydream, because yep. he would have those kind of abilities and powers if it's not real. Yeah. Um, speaking of abilities and powers, the next one I want to move to is The Matrix. Ooh, this yeah. one is littered with fan theories because, uh, first off, the two sequels, a lot of people are like, I don't really know what's going on with the ending here. And it left a lot to be desired with how they closed it up. Uh, one fan theory um, is really popular out there is that Zion and everything in the real world was actually just a second level of the Matrix. Um, another way, so uh, the people who rejected the original Matrix, they woke up into this second level. They thought they were free, but they're actually still, they're still in the Matrix. They're still doing what the machines want. The take I had on this one I think is actually even cooler. Um, And so, there's the Matrix. And it is the humans trapped by the machines in this simulation. I think it would be kind of cool if Zion and the quote-unquote real world with the scorched sky and where the the people escape to, that's a Matrix that the humans created for the machines. And so, the the reality happened where they had the war, the the, uh, machines gained intelligence, and the humans went, this is a problem. We hit the singularity, and they're going to take us over unless we do something. And so there's this crew of so humans... they essentially
1: hack them? Yeah, kind of, like, yeah. And like yeah. force the programming on them. Yeah, and there's some kind of...
0: that they want. There's some kind of internet hive mind that all the machines share, and the humans yeah. tap into that and say, okay, you won the war, and this is what the world looks like. While really the machines are just going about their tasks, but they think that they beat the humans, yeah. they enslaved them, they made them into batteries, um, which doesn't really make sense because biologically... Um, we're on Earth. Like you can't make a human or a creature, anything biologically that makes more energy than it consumes. Um, it's it's not like the a concept of energy
1: can't be destroyed or created exactly. So like yeah.
0: I mean, even if you liquefy them and like feed humans to other humans, eventually there's a trickle down effect where you're using more energy than. So I don't know how they're running all these machines, but which makes more sense if it's a simulation, the machines don't think about too much. Wow. And so the matrix that we see. Is what the humans told the machines is happening. They won. They have this matrix where they keep the humans, and, and, and that's the system they're running. And there's this whole team of humans that we never see that actually won the, the war that never happened. They, they preempted it because they saw the machines getting artificial intelligence. And so wow. when Neo wakes up, and Neo, Morpheus, all those people, those are computer simulations. Those aren't real humans. They're not people at all. And so when Neo wakes up in the real world at the end of Matrix Reloaded, yeah. Um, and he's able to, like, stop the Squiddies with his hand in Zion, and um, Agent Smith can jump out of the Matrix into a person. Yeah. That all makes sense now because that was not a reality anyway. Oh, um, and it's the okay. machines actually kind of breaking out of the Matrix. Their their rules are starting to get bent a little bit, and that's what we're starting to see.
1: So i got to say real quick, um, I think you should thank your the college you went to for your degree in biology. Yeah. Because that... Process of like the energy trickle down, like wow, just blew my mind. Yeah, I mean that that degree just paid paid for itself right there. Yeah,
0: like Earth in general is like (laughs) I believe it's a closed system, so um, all of the energy comes from the sun. Like everything on Earth, the the plant life, animals, humans, all of that. um, We all take in more energy than we end up producing uh, because it takes energy just to maintain. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the, there's a little bit of a flaw there with that in the matrix as far as the the system. But if it's yeah. all fake, if it's all a, yeah. a computer program, then that doesn't really matter. So this it's not podcast, breaking any laws.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Thiel College. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, get your degree there.
1: It's a great place to go, as Steve has just proven.
0: Yeah, uh- pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, eight years I spent. Now I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so that's a, one big blockbuster movie, yeah, The Matrix. Great, I think yeah. Mike's going to hit on another pretty big blockbuster that we've talked about a few times. Here. Yeah, we we love
1: Star Wars. Obviously, <laughs> we we are just huge fans of it. Uh, there's a couple of really really good theories. One of one of was an older one. Um, this one came out right around uh, right before Return of the Jedi, actually. Um, where when you did fan theories, there was no internet, so this would just be like word of mouth or like people passing scripts around and stuff like that. But this was the theory that Obi-Wan Kenobi is not a name, it's not O-B-I-W-A-N as his name, it is O-B, the number one, because that is the designation because he is a clone. Because at this point, they knew that there was a Clone Wars, there was a brief mention of the Clone Wars in um, A New Hope, but you never really learn anything about it. So for us, or anybody who was a Star Wars fan, Everything that was the Clone Wars was all in their imagination, it was all like just, we have no idea what it actually was. So, what ends up happening is that's where Obi-Wan came from. He was never actually a Jedi, he was a clone of a Jedi. And that's why he doesn't remember R2. That's why he doesn't remember 3PO. That's why there's so much other things going on. And it was a really, really interesting theory, especially after the prequels came out, when you saw how bad those sucked. <laughs> and you were like, "Well, wait a minute. It would have been cooler if we had had Obi-Wan Kenobi as a clone Jedi. The Jedi
0: should have been cloned, but then or the whole army is clone yeah. Jedi. Like there's like 15 Jedi and they have enough yeah. to war- like go to a war. They have to clone themselves. Absolutely. Like there's different ways you can go." Um, I don't know, do we have any thoughts about how we could do something different with the prequels, Mike? Is there anything like that? I'm pretty sure
1: that there's a podcast that we just finished. A <laughs> Couple
0: of articles. Yeah. there's, yeah, there's a couple so. of
1: really good articles. I mean, there's that podcast we just did that like was mind blowing it was it was amazing um, <laughs> yeah. you know and like because I'm obsessed with Star Wars like let's just go back to this for a second the idea of a, of a Jedi being cloned they mm-hmm. never even talk about that in the prequels the only way you know anything about this and this just shows how much of a nerd I am is that you actually have to look into the stories between the uh, prequels or, like, the liner notes, more or less, of, yeah. like, what happened. Because they say that you can't actually transfer midichlorians from one being to another. They tried to do it with General Grievous, and it didn't quite work. But again... If oh, you really? Take, uh, okay. If, yeah. If you, yeah, so, like, what they did was that guy, sifo the one that was, like, the one who ordered the clone army, supposedly, yeah. they had... they killed him, and they froze him. Like, Grievous... or, not Grievous, but uh Sidious just had him, like, stashed away somewhere. So, really? General Grievous was, like, this weird alien general, right? And something happened to him, and they had to put him into this suit. Robot body, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. So what they did was they were like, we're going to try to infuse him with Jedi blood and turn him into a Sith using Sifo-Dyas' blood. Wow. It didn't work because apparently you can't transfer it. So our theory that it was a space STD is no longer valid
0: because you can't Can't transfer transfer it. You can't transfer it. (laughs) Usually blood does transfer those kind of things. You
1: can't transfer it, but, like, it's... It was, it was really, again, really convoluted, but at the same time,
0: too, that's kind of interesting. Why didn't they include that in the trilogy? Yeah, And, and I mean, I know a lot about Star Wars. You're yeah. actually, like, legitimately informing me. I didn't... I've never heard that storyline before. I spend way too much uh, <laughs> time on the Wikipedia, and that's... And I'm not even joking, that's what it's actually called, yep, the Star Wars is. Wikipedia, <laughs> is the Wookiepedia Because the only thing I had in my brain about cloning Jedis, for me, until this upcoming year and everything yeah. when 7 comes out for yeah. me Star Wars episodes 7, 8, and 9 were a, a trilogy of books written by Timothy Zahn yeah. Yeah. Um, Heir to the Empire right. yeah. uh, Dark Force Rising and The Last Command those are yeah. you know, 7, 8, and 9 for me um the main bad guy, and that's a guy named General uh, or um, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and he, um, which I make a reference to him in one of the articles too, like I have a picture. Oh, of Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he was my favorite villain because he's yeah. tactical. He's not like um, yeah. he's not like Grievous, where he's swinging around four lightsabers. He doesn't fight at all. He just yeah. is perfect at commanding troops and, and everything. Um, but one of his things he realizes that the Empire was successful is because they had a Force user running the whole show. Yeah. Uh, they had someone that could command uh, thousands of troops yeah. and so he finds that Palpatine had been trying to clone Jedi and he was successful mm-hmm. on one of them um, and he goes to this place where, where Palpatine eventually just basically stashed them because he didn't know yep. what to do with yeah. Um And that's really in, in my mind and I know um, there, later on there's, there's other like regular people clones and well, it's established that Luke cannot sense Life forms that are yeah. cloned, like the original life force, is the only thing you could sense. Yeah. But that's really the only thing I can think of that's well, really. They did good some story. More. They did some more stuff too. Actually, there mm. was there was a there was a, um, a line later, and I cannot remember what it
1: was called, like Dark Empire or something like that, where Luke actually gets corrupted to the dark side uh,
0: by oh. the emperor. was, there, was it like a graphic novel. Yes, yes, I had yeah. those, and yeah. yeah, there was like a clone of Palpatine. Yeah, was what it yeah. is is, it turns out that Palpatine. Had made pl- like tons
1: and tons and tons and clones of himself because he was so evil that the dark side was literally just destroying his body, so he would have to transfer his essence over to another clone or over to another body. So he did that multiple times too. So they they screwed around with this clone thing a couple of different times in Star Wars, and I'm glad that they kind of shied away from it in the in the prequels because it is a little bit much. It's like yeah, but I mean also too. I mean the clone
0: like. Boba Fett, or clone Django Fett, like, that yeah. really, come on, man, like... I kind of like the idea of, like, the, the evil and the, the dark side of the force, like, deteriorating yeah. him more than yeah. um, Mace Windu reflecting his own lightning into his face and, yeah. like, basically making him a, a burn victim that <laughs> he never bothered to get his face fixed, even though there's... Well, I guess when you think about it, the, uh, the space medical society isn't so good because Padme dies for... No reason whatsoever yeah. after childbirth. So maybe a Palpatine, of, she I wouldn't trust. I, I wouldn't trust their medical practice either. No, and
1: not only that, too, they solve most of their problems by just putting somebody in a robot suit. Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: because they, just strap them if up.
1: If they have clones, which they do, couldn't they have just taken healthy tissue from Anakin Skywalker and re cloned new arms and a new yeah. face and new a new liver lungs whatever and, is and everything? Couldn't they have just done that? And then give him a blood transfusion. Then all of a sudden, well, no, because then we talked about that. Like, yeah,
0: I mean, there's seventeen thousand different avenues Either you way, could go let's, down. But let's, let's, back to the theory, like yeah. Obi One being cloned, it's kind of cool. Like back before, like in the eighties, before there was prequels or anything, just yeah. one line. Yeah, you know, oh, you fought in the Clone Wars. Yeah, um, could I- inspire so much creativity and everything oh, yeah. like that. And absolutely. Yeah, I love Star Wars. I love the movies that come out. But sometimes yeah. what we come up with as fans is yeah. even better.
1: Yeah. And uh, I think that we, we've we done Star Wars. We've, we've done it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to kill Star Wars. But before we kill Star Wars, <laughs> we're going to kill Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. <laughs> but we're not going to do it in the way that you think. Because another great fan theory, and this has just come out in the last couple of years, actually. Yeah, this is a more recent one for sure. Yeah. Boba Fett is the murderer... Or assassin of Uncle Owen and Amber Rue. What? I know, right? Holy crap, man! That's crazy. Because, and this is—we see Obi Wan show up. He shows up. He sees that they've been—it uh, wasn't. He didn't even see the homestead because he saw no, the attack the, on the Jaw on the Sandcrawler. Exactly. Yeah. So he said, "Look at the the pattern. This, you know, there's, you know, look it's at too, the shots. It's, it's too, too accurate
0: for Tusken Raiders. That's yeah. all we know about the shots. Yeah. He assumes." Yeah. It's stormtroopers, because stormtroopers are there, yeah. and they're more accurate, which yeah. is never seen again in any of the, the no. episodes, no. because they miss all the main heroes all the time. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. yeah,
1: also, but to that to that end, though, it's the... Um, whoever it was that killed the Jawas and destroyed that sandcrawler made it look like it was supposed to be sand people, because there was gaffy sticks, there were bantha tracks... Um, but he also said, that he goes, look at this, the footprints. They were side by side. He goes, sand people always travel in line. Single to, file. Yeah, exact. Single file to hide their numbers. So you have somebody who's obviously altered what was going on here. But what is Boba Fett? If we take the original prequels, we don't use our awesome GGR way, way better than <laughs> the original prequels. Uh, we use the prequels that Lucas did. Boba Fett is the genetic blueprint for stormtroopers. Right. So if anybody's going to have the accuracy of the stormtrooper... It was Boba Fett, Fett. yeah. Yeah. But then also we see that Uncle Owen and Peru are killed, and the only bad guys that we know of at this point are stormtroopers. They've just been completely obliterated. They're toasted. It's 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 awful. They're they're dead. But it essentially turns Luke to wanting to become a Jedi. Yeah. The theory that he killed them also it, it 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 leads to other things too. There's other evidence to this that first off, why would Darth Vader want his
0: essentially his stepfather? Yeah, I mean, he spent time with them when he yeah. in episode two when he was going to look for his mother. I mean, yeah. this is his well, his ste- stepfather's step- son.
1: So his stepfather's his, son. So his, his stepbrother, uh, his half brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And and I mean, he married his mom, took her out of slavery. Yeah. Uh, these kids, uh, you know, they were family to him. So why yeah. he wouldn't want them murdered intentionally? No. And also too, like Vader did a lot of things, but he was not really much of
1: a. Murderer by proxy. If Vader was going to kill somebody, he didn't send stormtroopers to do it. Vader did it himself. He would. He wanted the satisfaction yeah. of choking somebody out with the force, or picking a rebel um, fighter up on uh, the.
0: I can't think of the name of the ship. The the Tantive Four. Yeah, he, yeah, picks, he picked yeah, up he picked Captain up, uh, yeah. Captain Antilles. He yeah. picked him up. I am a nerd. Uh, and, and, and even at the beginning of Empire, when yeah. they think they've tracked down the Rebel headquarters, yes. he goes down himself. Yeah. And leads the snowtroopers through the base. I and mean, he's yeah. the kind of guy. He's, he's hands on. Yeah. yeah, he's absolutely hands on.
1: But also, too, there's a line where we first meet Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back, where he's talking to all of the um, bounty hunters. The bounty hunters. Yeah. So we're already seeing that that he can use bounty hunters. So the stormtroopers aren't getting the, the droids back. We're seeing this, right? So what would Darth Vader do at this point? He would very easily hire bounty hunters to get these droids yeah. back. But he says to the bounty hunters, "I want them alive." No disintegrations and
0: points at, at, at Baba Fett. Fett. Yeah. Yeah. But I want them alive. No disintegrations. As you wish. Yeah.
1: He points at Fett, says no disintegrations. Why would he say this? What has Fett done before? Because Fett is like, even he's like, yeah, my bad. As you wish. Yeah. So Fett's done something before where he's disintegrated people, and what did he
0: do to Owen and Baru? He pretty much torched them. They're the only people we see in the series that, you know, allegedly were shot by stormtroopers, but when people get shot with lasers, they just fall down dead. Yeah. They were skeletons. They were, like, just a bag of ashes, basically. Um, And... That leads me to believe yeah. that it was a disintegration. And we
1: even saw, too, at some point... I mean, they, you see all the fan fiction, all the fan like art that they do. Boba Fett had flamethrowers. Yep. We saw that Jango Fett had flamethrowers. And Boba Fett's armor was essentially a copy of his dad's armor. Yep. So it's entirely possible that he had have flamethrowers. And he's like, where are the droids? And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, okay. Torch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, And then it's... uh, And it's... One of the funniest things that they've ever done is uh, a lot of my friends are big action figure, uh, action figure collectors. And there's an Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, um action figure <laughs> collection. It's fake. But, like, literally it's like the little Star Wars action figure backer board. And it's just a Ziploc bag full of ashes. And it's like the... Because that's all that's there. <laughs> it's so
0: twisted and dark, but it's so funny at the same time, too. Um, but, yeah, that one always... Yeah. Like, when I first read that one, I was like, why would I care about this? Like, who cares who actually pull the trigger on those two but you know when you read about it and think about it it it's like okay but that's kind of cool I mean that's the kind of connection where they tried to force in the prequels oh Darth Vader built C-3PO no 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 but this kind of thing where he would hire a guy to do a job Mm -hmm. he ends up messing up because he killed some of the the guy's family and then when he hires him again he doesn't really like him he distinctly says to his face no disintegrations stop being an a-hole and he really lays the law down on him. and those are the kind of little behind the scene threads that I would like, you know, in yeah, those movies. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of a, a different tangent here on this one about plans that didn't necessarily go the way they expected them to. Yeah. Um so Lord of the Rings fans always have one complaint about the the actual plot line. It's there's eagles. There's these freaking eagles that can fly apparently anywhere in the in the known universe of Lord of the Rings in Middle yeah. Earth. Why in the world did they not just hitch a ride to the place they were trying to go? Or at least as close as possible. Maybe not right into Mordor, but as close as possible. Really ease their burden with walking for for 4,000 miles or whatever it was. Um, So this pretty intricate fan theory goes into... And and this is going to go a little bit beyond me um, as far as knowing the exact geography of Middle-earth. Looking at Tolkien's maps and everything... I'm not that big of a fan, but ultimately, you know, summed up pretty briefly, Ganoff didn't really know who to trust when they had the the fellowship all put together. Like, he wanted to wait till Rivendell and and meet with the group and see who was going to go. And then he was going to take that group over the mountains, and apparently that's where the Eagles, like, live. That's their home, just over those mountains. Yeah. Um, In Fellowship of the Ring, uh, Saruman, um, Count Dooku (laughs) from Star Wars, can't leave Star Wars alone, um, he, like... Does some magical incantation and brings an avalanche down. So they can't go over the mountains. They decide, well, we can either go around them, which is forever, or we can go through them. And that's where they go through the mines yeah. of Moria. And basically, Ganoff didn't know who to trust at the time. Because uh, they even show in the movie, Boromir, the guy that's played by Sean Bean, that gets killed all the time. Sean Bean always dies in the yeah, and spoiler, he dies in that one too. Uh, he even show signs of being an a-hole and wanting to steal the ring and everything like that. So Gandalf didn't tell anyone his plan until he knew it was the time. And his plan eventually was to get over the mountain, talk to the eagles, and and fly their butts right to where they need to be. Drop the ring in. B- before yes. anything even pops up. Yeah. Um, and so they can't go over the mountain. They decide they have to go through it. And that's when Gandalf meets up with the, the Balrog, which is that giant fire, monster, fire monster, which is yeah. like the coolest thing um, ever uh, and he even right before he falls off the bridge he says to the group over here on the other side fly you fools he doesn't say run he doesn't say get away he says fly you fools, fly, you fools. <laughs> like you guys are idiots if you do not talk to the eagles and fly to where you need to be these uh, dummies don't end up doing that. They end up walking, going the hardest possible route, and a bunch of luck helps, and they end up uh, beating ultimate evil and everything. So it ends up working out for everyone, except for Sauron, from my understanding. Um, But that was the fan theory, is that, um, you know, everyone's like, why didn't they just fly? They're so stupid! Well, that was Gandalf's plan the whole time. There's little breadcrumbs throughout that you can kind of pick up and see that that's maybe where they were going to go. Yeah,
1: I mean, and of course, I mean, for somebody like me, who's a writer who likes the story, I mean, you get... More story when you do it that way. But logically, I mean, like, you want to tell a story, but you also got to think, like, if I got to drop this thing off and I have to fight a giant, massive, dark orc army, (laughs) would I rather do that or just fly on some eagles and drop something in a a volcano and just have it and call it a day? And then go back to the Shire and drink some beer. I mean, I personally, I'm going to go with option two. I would rather just go right back to the Shire. I mean, they look like they had really, just like they're big giant, I mean, granted, they're tiny little guys. They're probably like shot glasses. But,
0: like, they look like they have these big giant
1: beers and they're always drinking oh, yeah. and they're always eating and,
0: and smoking like the, their pipes and having a good time. And yes, watching the Battle of Helm's Deep is much more fun as a fan to watch yeah. than watching them ride on an Eagles and read Middle Earth's version of Sky Mall. Like, there's no reason <laughs> to film something like that. Uh,
1: so, yeah, you're right. I mean, they're never going to make that movie. I'm
0: picturing Middle
1: Earth Sky Mall right now. <laughs>
0: Get your own. Hobbit feet warmers. Like it, There's all these, like, custom, like, quivers and stuff that they can oh buy that geez. are, like, oh you know, geez. bedazzled quivers or whatever. Yeah. Uh, is, but a yeah. white, is a white wizard cursing your land? <laughs> yeah. Use this incantation to block his powers, like... So I feel like, yeah, they're never going to make that movie. But that's the fun of, of, of fan theories. You can yeah. take the existing structure yeah. and kind of break it apart and be like, huh, look what these dum-dums did. Yeah. You know, It's just fun to talk about. i got to say, though, of all the ones that we've talked about so far, I mean, and,
1: and we've talked about Star Wars a ton. We both love Star Wars. The best one of all of these fan theories, though, in my opinion, is the one we're about to talk about. We mentioned it, actually, in our top movies of 2014. We sure did. Podcast, and that is uh, The Rock. So in The Rock, as you've all seen The, the great Michael Bay classic um, We have uh, Mason Is uh, Sean John, Connery's John Mason John Mason's, uh, Is uh, Sean Connery's character Is a former MI6 um, Informant or MI6 agent Who was captured By the United States government uh, For stealing state secrets And incarcerated And MI6 disavowed him So we all know that Connery played James Bond Oh yeah James Bond was an MI6 agent, and he was disavowed by MI6. The theory is, is that James Bond, that was James Bond. James Bond was in The Rock. That's why he was so awesome. That's why he could do everything that he could do. But the James Bond's not a name. James Bond is a code name. Yeah. It is a name given to other people, which is why you see,
0: what, seven, eight different actors play this character? Yeah, and so, like, James Bond 007. In yeah. GoldenEye, the, the 006 is Alec Trevelyan. You could have three or four different people who are Alec Trevelyan. No. You have six different people at this point who have been James Bond. John Mason, the character from The Rock, was the first guy to take on the 007 James Bond mantle. When he got disavowed, that's when they passed it on over to the next James Bond. Which I guess
1: would have been um, it was George, George Lazenby for like one movie, but yeah. he sucked,
0: so they made it Roger Moore. <laughs> Well, actually, technically, it went
1: back to Connery. Back him. to yeah.
0: Connery. So you can just pretend like it's out of order. You know, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter for a fan theory. But yeah, um, yeah, and then Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan, and Daniel Craig. Um, each one of those individual people took on the James Bond and the 007 mantle. Yeah. There's even a cool scene in Casino Royale. Um, where he goes to the hotel and like flippantly tells the person, um, you'll see the name under this, but it's really James Bond. Um, that's just another name that he's giving the person that, that yep. doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. One thing that kind of shoots a hole in the theory for a lot of it is that um, George Lazenby in Her Majesty's Secret Service marries a girl, mm-hmm. and then I think Roger Moore later goes and visits her grave. In Skyfall, the newest Bond movie... They go to... see the parents? And the, yeah, they go the to the, the parents' estate yeah. and the state say bond and stuff like that. But... I mean, yeah, I, mean, I feel retro, like if you, can
1: you also you, retroactively, I mean, MI6 would cover their tracks so well, exactly. that they would very easily go there and change the tombstones. You I mean, have like, such a, easy... a
0: yeah. massive pool of resources as yes. this secret organization who can make pens into grenades exactly. and all the features of the, the various cars that he had. Yeah. It wouldn't be hard to mock up two fake yeah. headstones. Look here, 007. We've created a tombstone
1: that when you create the James Bond. Name All you have to do Is press this button And your parents Last name automatically Changes to bond So no one will ever Know your real identity I mean it's that simple Perfect Yeah I mean it's perfect It is indeed And then also too Because we are The Great Geek Refuge I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm not a fan I'm not. I'm not really into Doctor Who, and because of that, I, I did an <laughs> yes. article. I did an article about Doctor Who at one point, be, uh, talking to other people who were really into it, and they gave me some really good insight. And like Steve started watching it, and he's really really like yeah, it it's, too.
0: Yeah, it's been kind of fun to, yeah. to watch through it, it's something I never had any interest in before, and all of a sudden is actually after reading Mike's splash page, yeah. I was like, well, this actually sounds cooler than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be all British and weird, but <laughs> it's actually holds up. Well, you are welcome. Though, so. uh, yeah, and, and one yeah. of the things I learned. From Mike's splash page which is a great place to go and read if you're wanting to get into Guardians of the Galaxy Doctor Who Big Hero 6 you oh, yeah, know about that, those yeah. stuff go read those are quick 101's to give you the, the bullet points on it but when the Doctor in Doctor Who gets mortally wounded he doesn't die he regenerates and basically that's how the writers make it so there's different actors yeah, playing the but same character they keep, character. All, the, they keep all, those, all the same memories yep like
1: everything every ability or memory that they had they keep um, and this great theory is that James Bond is a time Lord, <laughs> and that every time he is mortally wounded, um, he regenerates and that 's why he has a different face but the same name. So I guess that one really wouldn 't go with the same thing that Bond is a um, code name a code or, name yeah. <laughs> because it's always I mean
0: because he 's always the doctor, so I guess he would be Dr. James Bond. Well, yeah, just James Bond. I mean, because there's other Time Lords, like the Master. He takes different forms, but he's always the Master. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's probably a little less evidence, uh, a little less credibility for that one. But (laughs) fun nonetheless, because he's... uh, Well, I mean, they're both British, too. That's true. It's something about that. Uh, Apparently, he's Doctor Who's in a police box. James Bond works for the government in, like, a military kind of capacity. They're keeping order and things like that. I mean, I just, I there you a, go. You just said something about the police box, and I thought about something in James Bond that's horribly inappropriate
1: for this podcast. You guys can make your own joke. I just made the joke. I think Steve just got it. So, um, I mean, they're wow. both really no, – I can't even – no, i got to stop. I'm going to so, stop. Yeah, so. but,
0: I mean, that's – and that's the fun. I mean, sometimes the fan theories – and. Honestly, do yourself some service. Go yeah. online, read up on some of these. Just search yeah. fan theories for movies, TV come up shows. With your own, man. Yeah, those that's are, the fun thing.
1: Those are even better. Like, we have one that we're going to save for another day that is bananas. That is so, <laughs> so much fun, so cool that we're going to do. And actually, too, I have another one um, that I wrote one time. Um, my, my, my buddy Ben Shaw is the artist of Ethan Stone P.I. I write the uh, stories for Ethan Stone P.I., uh, he and I actually worked on one at one point that we were going to do, but because um, of licensing and stuff, it was a Star Wars story that I had written. Right. Uh, it was just going to be way too complicated and way too difficult for us to ever really publish. So maybe one day down the road when we're a big deal, I'll be able to be like, hey, Disney, how do you feel about this story? Can we do this? And they'll be like, yeah, of course, Mike, because you're awesome. Let's let's do this. So We'll pay you to do
0: it. Uh, well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I was going to pay them, but I mean, if they're going to pay me, there you go. I mean, there you go. It, this is fan fiction right now. Exactly. So. Uh, but yeah, so the, the the one about Star Wars, I, I remember you yeah. telling me about that one, and yeah. that's the fun of it is take whatever you're into. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe you don't give a crap about any of the movies we talked about right now. Yeah. Maybe you're a big fan of, I don't know, Dragon Ball Z, or you're a big fan of. Uh, there was one on Rugrats that I saw. I mean, there's. Oh yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what you're into. There's something out there so think about it i mean that's the fun of it is take your mind off your troubles and your stresses through your daily life and enjoying the the fiction that you're into one that i've i'm not really into but my son uh, i have a six-year-old
1: son um who is a huge fan of adventure time oh yeah (laughs) and there's a lot of really interesting theories about adventure time too so i mean that's the great thing about this is we want this to be interactive guys um go on the website um Leave us your comments. Leave us things that you have really cool fan theories about or things that you've heard about that we didn't mention. Go on our Facebook page. I mean, we're on Twitter, too. I uh, don't really know how to use Twitter yet. I'm um, still trying to figure that one out. Old man Landau out yeah here. Exactly, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the, the dang, Internet. Don't understand it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, message us. Let us know. Talk to us. Interact with us.
0: Uh, we'd love to hear your theories. I mean, we'll even talk about them, too, if we think they're really, really cool. Yeah, this is the kind of topic where there's – a thousand different media, there's a thousand different topics, there's no reason we couldn't do a part two on this with some of the fan theories that you guys leave in the comments so um, the section of our webpage that has this podcast, there's a comment section, just start having that discussion whether it's movies we've talked about, stuff that you're into, just let us know um, and we're going to happily put that together in a compilation and maybe do a part two on fan theories.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Indeed. Uh, so, guys, as always, uh, thanks again for, for tuning in and listening to the GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, if you want to check out uh, other podcasts that we've done in the past or some of the fantastic articles that Mike, myself, and all our other contributors have written, go to greatgeekrefuge.squarespace.com. Um, there's lots of stuff to check out there. And big news. Uh, we are official.
1: We are on iTunes. That's you true. You search us on iTunes. If you site, uh, search either GGR, Pirate Radio, or uh, Great Geek Refuge, you can find us on iTunes in the podcast section. We're there. This one, actually, well, this is weird, because we're going to be telling people to search for the iTunes
0: stuff after, after they've, they've already it, heard yeah. this podcast. But if you're just streaming like, yeah. it on the website and you'd rather listen to this in the car on the go, something like that, yeah, um, yeah it's official. We're, we're in iTunes now. So um, yeah, you can search in iTunes or if you have your, your mobile device and you're on the podcast app, you can search the same two things that Mike just said there. Um, subscribe to the podcast. As soon as a new one uh, posts on our webpage, um, it automatically posts in iTunes. So you'll be able to get that automatically every time. We're going to try and release one at least once a week, usually on Wednesdays, about the same time comics come out. So yeah. you have something to listen to midweek there. Um, a lot of podcasts drop on Monday and Tuesdays. Just give you something in the middle of the week to look forward to. There you go. Um, so for for Vic, who couldn't be here for us today, again, I'm Steve. Um, Mike, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the uh, rest of your week coming up. All right, take it easy, guys.